0: As followers of Christ, we are faced with new norms and societal changes that may differ from our worldview. We see fads continue to shape not only our culture, but our beliefs as well. Are we following the trends of life, or are we seeking after the deeper truths which God places before us? We'll discuss these questions and more in Trend or Truth. Hey, hello, everyone. It is Bailey again, and I'm back again with Sophie. Greetings. And Wes. Hey, guys. We wanted to get together and talk a little bit about the time of the season and talk about thankfulness and just what that means, what it could mean in today's society, and the trends of truth around that subject. So, what is Thanksgiving?
1: I mean, it's a pretty literal word. It has the word thanks and it has the word giving. So you're giving thanks to something and, you know, thanks is feeling joy about something that you've received.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's gratitude if you want to use multi-syllabic descriptions. <laughs> it's, it's appreciation. That's the first word I think of is that you're showing appreciation for something you've been given. And a lot of times we don't necessarily do that. And so when you can think of a time where people gather together for that purpose to show appreciation, um, I think it's always a bonus, you know, cause it changes our attitude, right? It changes our attitude when we appreciate the things in life that sometimes we take for granted. That's, that's what I think of.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's, I'll get more into my specific definition in the next question, but, uh, Definitely that, appraise, praising, not appraisal. <laughs> uh, that praising that happens just from a genuine heart, not necessarily something that's shallow or vapid, like uh, a lot of. I don't want to say like a lot of people do nowadays, but it, it's a genuine thanks. Uh, when I think of Thanksgiving, rather than just oh thanks, it's it, <laughs> it's a legitimate thank you and uh, things like that. Uh, the next question I had was uh, just kind of one that I thought about while reading my Bible the other day. Um, is there a difference between praising and giving thanks for you two?
2: Well, the first thing I thought of when you brought up Thanksgiving as you know the focal point of the of the podcast can't talk sorry uh, is Psalm one hundred and there's like a hymn there's an old hymn that talks about it. And it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. So it's it's sort of like um, singing songs of celebration. You know, when you think of the psalms themselves, right? You kind of like use that interchangeably sometimes, psalms as songs So obviously, there were times in life that they had set aside to say, we're not going to miss an opportunity to thank God for everything that he's done, you know, over this certain period of time. Um, And so, what I was thinking of is, is it, yeah, I guess there's maybe some minor differences between that, but I think you could use them interchangeably. It's just, The attitude that you have. I guess when you're praising God, a lot of people think about a praise team, and so they're thinking about worship and things like that. We don't necessarily have to uh, be appreciating. I don't know. It's hard to say that you couldn't use them interchangeably, but I think there are some subtle differences. What do you think, Sophie?
1: I think praise and thanksgiving aren't the same thing, because praise is a form of thanksgiving but thanksgiving isn't praise
2: i like it so when i was looking at a word study for thanksgiving um i'm not going to even try to pronounce the hebrew but it comes from a different like derived from a word that is spelled y-h-d-a-h and i'm going to say yadah and it means to throw or cast and it's associated with hand gestures like when you're thanking someone and it's like an outward expression of what you do like thanksgiving like you're i just hit something you're you're giving something back to a person for something they've given you now it's not like a a payback like you're paying for something that they did for you but like your whole body gets involved in you know being grateful to that person for something they did and i think that was part of what they were doing when they were celebrating God's blessing and giving him Thanksgiving is they were giving back. Does it, does that make sense? And, you know, I don't, I don't know for sure, but I'm wondering if that's where originally people thought of, you know, sort of raising hands or, you know, some gesture uh, that they did whenever they were uh, doing some kind of a Thanksgiving celebration you know, the the gesture, they knew that it was like, you know, a form of praise when you're giving thanks. And so they associated that particular kind uh, of, you know, celebration to God in that way. So I thought that was interesting.
1: I think, I think God made our bodies to praise. Like, when you're in that moment and you're lifting your hands, your body just automatically moves and it sways. And that's just a huge part of Thanksgiving.
0: Mm. I used to be so mad when my body would sway whenever I was like praising and worshiping. And I'm just like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. I never thought about it as like God designing me to do that until mm-hmm. many years later. Uh, so when I think about praise and worship, the, the way I, I thought of describing it was praise really, to me, seemed general. So when I think of praise, I think of the Psalms, You know, praise be to God, the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, uh, all these things. And then when I think about Thanksgiving, I thought about thinking specifically for things that he had done, like that I was able to experience because he had done them.
2: So another aspect of the word that I looked up was confession was in there as a description of it. And and I don't think confession as in like admitting sin or something like that, but confession as in belief, like, you know, confessing that you believe in in the Lord or, you know, uh, something that is like being a witness, I guess would be the best comparison. We talk about being witnesses for Christ, right? And so it's more like when you're confessing something uh like a testimony that you're you're using to prove this is this is what i believe in my life so i guess the act of um giving thanks (laughs) giving thanksgiving can you say that (laughs) the act of thanksgiving to god is like confessing what we believe like this is a real deal i'm not just going through uh the motions or celebrating a holiday because I love turkey or, or whatever. It's because I really believe God provided what I've been given this year. And it's just an opportunity to show other people without necessarily preaching to them, but seeing how I react to God's, you know, gift of whatever it is that I'm grateful for.
0: Uh, what you just said reminded me uh, of a verse I had pulled up, uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, where it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, mm. present your request to God. Yeah. And just that idea of confession just made me think, well, I can't give someone something if it doesn't, if I don't acknowledge that it does exist, at least to me.
1: I feel like a person's life should... Display their thankfulness. Like you can really tell when someone's, you can really tell when someone has brought into their heart thankfulness for God. You can just see that joy on them and the spirit on them.
2: So Psalm sixty-nine thirty says, "I will praise God's name in song and glorify Him with thanksgiving." And so, depending on which uh, translation you read some of them actually talk about magnifying. And I, I wish I had this. I think it's substituted with the word glorify in the NIV. Let me look at this other translation. The NLT. At any rate, uh, glorify is one of those things that we talk about. Um, what, is, what does it mean to give God glory? Um, and like I said, the other translations actually say magnify and it made me think of that song that's out, Do What You Are Famous For. And I, I may not be saying the title right, but it's like we, we give God sort of a reputation when we're grateful just out of our normal routine, you know, Is that they understand where that gratefulness comes from out of that relationship. And so all of a sudden... God's known for something different than maybe some bad stuff they've heard from other people. You know, the negative things they hear about religion or whatever. All of a sudden, God's famous for, you know, doing amazing things for people. And this sort of gives him uh, a reputation. What he's famous for is a good thing and not something that's negative that they might hear from a different uh, group of people.
0: That, that's really great, uh, Wes. Well, thank you for sharing all those, uh, all those definitions with us. Uh, I think it's really a, a, an awesome idea that Thanksgiving isn't just something, this single word that we've made it, but all these different ideas that have come together to mean that single word. Uh, so in Thanksgiving, uh, in your own Thanksgiving, I should say, uh, have you ever been thankful for things that really the world says you shouldn't be thankful for?
1: 100%. I definitely had some tough issues in my childhood and things that were really hard and difficult that built me up to be strong enough to testify what God has done for me and to be able to spread the love of God.
0: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree, Sophie. Uh, for those who went through the Gazon Project with me, they saw a lot of things that I said were painful in my past and While I acknowledge they're painful, I also can't deny in the way that they shaped who I am right now. And so I certainly wasn't, I don't think I was thankful at the time. uh, But definitely now in post-reflection, I am so thankful for some of the difficult things that God has put me through. That the world would say, why in the world would you be thankful for stuff like that?
1: I think we need to try and train ourselves up to be thankful for it in the moment. It's so easy afterwards, not so easy, but easier to go afterwards and be like, oh, this turned out for the best, and that brought these good traits into me. But we need to learn to be able to do that in the moment.
2: Yeah, that's so good. I mean, it's hard in situations, and I mean, we... I don't think it it necessarily means to be fake with our feelings or, you know, if if you're mourning or grieving or whatever it is, it's being authentic, it's being real to not feel good about that. But at the same time, you can still trust God in the moment. You can still believe that uh, whatever it is, is not going to be too much for you to handle because you believe in his promises to bring you through that kind of thing. And that is like you said, a really good witness to people that feel like they're so overwhelmed that they, they make bad choice bad choices in those moments. So, yeah,
1: I believe. And it says in the Bible that God has equipped you to go through everything that he's going to challenge you with.
0: Right now. I'm a, uh... I think I mentioned it maybe before we started recording, maybe during the podcast. I don't know. Uh, but I've been reading through the book of Psalms. Uh, and the book of Psalms is a really great book uh, when read in large chunks uh, of recognizing that even in times of sorrow or in times of difficulty, uh, how to be giving that thanks to God, even in the hardest of times.
1: I will tell you it's just like the most gratifying like that's the best I've ever felt in my life being able to praise God when I felt terrible like getting on your knees like maybe putting on some worship music just bowing to him and crying for thankfulness it is an experience that parallels to nothing
0: I agree kind of stemming from the last question actually um it's kind of a weird one, but have you ever been thankful that God, I don't want to say didn't answer your prayers, but didn't answer them the way you thought he would?
2: How many examples would you like? (laughs) No, I mean, I think it's the longer that you've been in relationship with God, you're going to figure that out is uh, the first few times when he doesn't meet your expectations. You might, feel some disappointment or confusion or, or whatever it is. Um, but then you figure out he knows better than what you do. He, he's got a perspective. Uh, he can see the big picture when you can't. And at that point, maybe the way you pray even changes It's You're not so specific in what you ask God to do. Uh, but you tell them, you know, how you feel. I mean, you're real with them in a way that is like, I don't understand how, you know, certain ways this could turn out could be a good thing, but I trust you with it. And I think we can pray, you know, for those things that we sort of are led to dream. You know, we can pray about our dreams that we feel like he's given us that we, uh, we want to see happen, or those passions, or whatever. But again, um, if we make those expectations like too specific, we're only setting ourselves up for disappointment because we want something maybe that's not what we need. Does that does that fit? <laughs> no
0: that that makes perfect sense okay. with the situation I was thinking of actually. Yeah,
1: I think a ton of people forget that if you are born again, you can pray exactly God's will by praying in tongues. And, of course, you don't want all of your prayer to be in tongues, but taking time to pray in tongues is a really good thing to do.
0: Definitely agree. Uh, to touch on what I meant by Wes speaking exactly what I was uh, <laughs> thinking about uh a couple of years ago, I went through a really, really rough patch with uh, a couple of my friends. There were, there was heartbreak. There was trust break. There was there was a lot of pain in that time. Uh, and I remember the year after, when God finally broke through my heart and hurt uh, to get me on the path of forgiveness for that friend, I I prayed so earnestly that our friendship would just be restored. Uh, and, of course, in my mind, I was picturing what it was before, everything fine, that trust back. God said, mm, that's that's not the path I have for both of you right now. Uh, and it was, it was very hard. And I realize now, on the other side, that I'm thankful for that because I think if the friendship just would have gone back to what it was before, it would have fed into the same problems we had before.
1: I think... I think wanting to have what you did before is never good. I feel like if you go back to where you were in a previous season, you aren't going to grow and you aren't going to become stronger in your relationship with Christ.
2: It's good stuff. I mean, again, it goes back to trusting God for things that we may not even know what to pray. Uh, I know that that's been pretty common in my life where I felt like uh, there were certain directions or uh, answers that would maybe fix where where I was in my relationship with him, you know, and 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 not just with him, but in my life. Like I'm in this season of life. We've been talking about seasons, and in that particular season, I thought that this would be the best thing, and and God absolutely said, well, it sounds to me like you're wanting something that doesn't fit, you know? And it's hard to think sometimes that we're going to have situations that are more of a (laughs) just dealing with uh, stress or dealing with anxiety or dealing with something that's overwhelming. You know what I'm saying is that those times – when there's just no escaping whatever situation you're in, he's just going to give you the strength to deal with it. And that is, is something that's foreign a lot of times for the way people pray because they want to get out of that situation, whether it's you know a family issue or a job or just things that aren't necessarily going to be the way we want them but he's going to show us a way that he can be glorified through it and also make us stronger for the next challenge that we face. And I, I, I'll i be honest, when when I've had conversations about seasons in life, um, I've, I've told people not to expect it to get easier, and they've kind of looked at me weird. And, and I've just tried to have conversations about Are there any situations you can remember in life that weren't easy that you really probably wouldn't want to do them again, but they were worth it? And so that's really what I think we need to talk about a lot of times is what are the things that we go through that we wouldn't necessarily want to go through again, but it was worth it.
1: I think a lot of Christians in modern society are promising the people who aren't Christians, that it will make them happy. Yeah. Life will be easy. God will take away all your problems, but that's never what's going to happen. He's just going to give you the strength, the motivation, the boldness to get through it and become stronger.
2: Yeah. And that that actually brings me to the last word description that I was looking up when I was looking at, at Thanksgiving, is there were Thanksgiving sacrifices that the people offered. And I thought, you know, what would that look like Is is... Is that something maybe we do at our celebrations of Thanksgiving today? I mean, would it be a sacrifice if maybe you didn't have very much? Like you were just going to be able to serve your family and it would be a big deal to invite a neighbor or somebody like that to a big meal because we passed out turkeys last year, right? And for some of those people, that was huge that they didn't have to go out and buy turkeys A big turkey for their families, and they were saying, Well, can I take one to a neighbor and stuff like that? And I mean, that really got to me. I was like, They thought that they could really bless their neighbor by giving them a turkey. And most of us can afford to buy, you know, at least a meal for a family of four or whatever it is, and have all the pumpkin pie and whatever else you guys normally eat on thanksgiving and so a lot of people would see that as as something difficult to go out on a street corner at night with a gigantic box truck and hand out frozen turkeys to people don't you know (laughs) that you don't know wow uh do you know what i'm saying and to me that was better than getting you know a food coma on on thanksgiving sitting there watching football i i Would love to do that every year and see that, you know, it may be a sacrifice to, to give instead of just sit down and think about all the stuff you can eat, but actually make sure somebody is blessed in that way. So I would definitely go without, uh, whatever I could, uh, or whatever I, whatever I thought I wanted on Thanksgiving in order that somebody else that throughout the year doesn't really you know know what it is to eat three good meals a day and and has plenty to be able to have a thanksgiving where it's just like wow this is what god's done
1: I think I think people are willing to give up like a day a few days before thanksgiving to hand out turkeys but I don't think very many people are willing to give up their whole thanksgiving to give out turkeys Right My family has done it a few times, but it's been a while.
0: I've actually never been part of a group that did that sort of thing. Uh, And unfortunately, last year, I was recovering from surgery. Mm. So believe me, I would have been up there on top of that truck playing with the band. But uh, (laughs) both my parents and Zorn said no.
2: Well, I mean, I don't want people to think we did it on Thanksgiving. I'm just thinking, are there times that people that don't have enough to, to, you know, both go overboard with their own family and share with a neighbor. And I'm just thinking the blessings that you get by sharing what little you have. I just, you know, I think it's, it's something to think about when you think about Thanksgiving being a sacrifice is that you, I guess that's sort of what they talked about with the pilgrims and the native Americans on that day is they, you know, they didn't have a, like a deluxe meal necessarily, but whatever it was, they sort of exchanged and shared and it changed what they thought about, you know, what does it mean to be a community in, in these times of celebration is that if you share the little of you, the little that you have with each other, if, if, you know, God blesses it. God changes things.
0: I definitely agree uh, with with all of that. Those are those are some really good words. Those are some good thoughts. Don't want to get on a soapbox, but I definitely know around these holidays, it it's always such a double edged sword. Uh, I'm always a little cynical because I always feel like we're this way around the holidays, but never around the rest of the year when we're called to be that way all the of the year. Uh, but then also I feel so sad that we have all these times where we're together, we're family, but it's just our family and not our neighbors as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something that kind of, uh, just especially this last year, uh, as family and all those things kind of got redefined for me in my experiences with, with amp, uh, things that way new and way heavy.
1: It's interesting. My mom, she works in a place where there's a lot of old people who don't have anyone to, like, celebrate Thanksgiving with, and a bunch of them. My mom has been like, you can join our Thanksgiving. Like, please come and have dinner with us. And they always say no, every time, no matter who.
2: Just keep trying. You know there's somebody out there that would eventually say yes and, you know. It, it may not necessarily be somebody that's in need as 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 bad as, you know, the older people or whatever but you know even i think of college students that may not be able to go home over thanksgiving and they're probably not going to starve to death but you know just the the fact that you get to sit around and have conversation with people and enjoy you know the company and and not feeling lonely on holidays
0: so we talked a little about the trends and the truths um around thanksgiving but i want to i do want to loop around to truth just for one last uh big question and that question is why is it important that we have thanksgiving when we in our walk in fellowship with other people why is it important that we remember to give thanks
1: You have to humble yourself before God. Like, you can't keep your agenda. You can't think that you can do it on your own. You have to humble yourself before God and ask for his help and then be thankful for his help or else you're not really walking right with Christ.
0: I always think back to the shallowness that uh, I know a lot of people can have with this time of the year, uh, whether it's because they're cynical or whether it's just because they... I want to say, don't know how to have that, that genuine thanks, but never really received that sort of genuine thanks either. Uh, and so they don't, they don't realize the importance of giving thanks. So it's always just, well, I never received it, so why should I give it? And so as a final question, uh, kind of also on the theme of Thanksgiving, uh, but more of what we think of for the holiday of Thanksgiving, uh, in the Bible, just... What are some of the significance of the feast that go on? What does it mean?
1: It's just a good form of fellowship. You know, when you're eating, psychologically, it's kind of like a vulnerable thing. Like you're putting your guard down around these people.
2: It definitely had some additional meaning that necessarily, we don't necessarily think about in America with our cultural traditions or whatever. To eat with somebody, uh, you know, and inviting them into your home was like a serious deal there it i i guess there was an assumed relationship after that it was like that person is now inside you know the circle of trust and and it opened the door for a long-term uh relationship or friendship i guess uh and i mean we don't have time to go into all the details but definitely you can see how shocked people were when jesus you know, went to people's homes that were considered, you know, uh, sinful or uh, outside um, the the ritually pure group of people. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, I hope these final thoughts kind of settle in on the minds of our listeners uh, as we get around to that time where we're hopefully going to be with families. Maybe they'll think to invite a neighbor. Maybe they'll think about finding just a new person to invite into their their family. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all who joined us today to listen to this podcast. Woo! Uh, you can find out more about the AMP station by following us on our social medias. We're found on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook using the tag Yourself. A M P Y O S E L F. You can also check out some of our things at our website at ampstation.org. Thank you all. Thank you for listening to the Trend or Truth podcast. This podcast is recorded out of the Amp Station in Claremore, Oklahoma. Amp is a Christian ministry geared towards college students and young adults with an emphasis on loving God, loving people, and making disciples. If you like what you heard, consider becoming a subscriber so you don't miss out on a single episode. We release new entries every Monday. Also, rate and review this podcast on iTunes and share it on social media. Once again, thank you for joining us today, and we'll talk to you next time.